This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind and last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami. The Marlins and the Nationals played one of the wilder ball games. Here in Miami this season, Jesus Lazardo went opposite of Eric Fetty. And trust me, when it was all said and done, neither one of them would factor into the decision. Well, that was three hours and 55 minutes of fun inside Lone Depot Park on this Monday night in Miami. The Marlins trailed by multiple runs multiple times. They come from behind to beat the Washington Nationals. The Marlins have produced back-to-back walk-off victories for the second time this season. Jazz Chisholm hits multiple home runs. It was a lot of fun in the first of three between the Marlins and the Washington Nationals tonight. Jesus Lazardo versus Eric Fetty, at least to kick us off in this ballgame this evening. Neither one of them would factor into the decision, although the Nationals jumped out to an early 2-0 lead in the first. Couple of men on, couple of men out. Cabert Ruiz, the switch hitting catcher, was batting who has now gone 25 consecutive at-bats without striking out. And he swings here and lines a single to left field. That'll get one in. Thomas scores. Here comes Soto behind him. And that hit by the rookie Ruiz puts the Nationals up 2 to nothing here in the first. And they would go up 3 nothing in the second. Lane Thomas at the plate. The set, Lazardo's 3-2, and the ball hammered high into the air. Center field, Dela Cruz back, looking up, and it's out of here. A home run for Lane Thomas. That's number six for him, and it's 3 to nothing Nationals on the long ball by Thomas. Well, if you take into consideration that the Mar- the Nationals had a 3-0 lead and the Marlins were facing Eric Fetty, you would have thought the Marlins were in big trouble. Eric Fetty was making his seventh career start against the Marlins and his fourth this season tonight. He is 4-0, not anymore, in his career with a 1.10 ERA versus the Marlins. Now, the 4-0 record stays intact. The ERA inflates a little bit, but nonetheless, you get the point. Eric Fetty has been fantastic in his career against the Marlins. Well, not so much tonight. Bottom of the third inning, 3-0 Washington after two and a half. There were two outs in the bottom of the third until Jazz Chisholm came to bat. Remember exactly what he said. Here's a high fly ball. This is deep to right center. Hit by Jazz. It is upstairs. The right, a home run number 16. Marlins are on the scoreboard. On the scoreboard, and they trailed the Nationals 3-1 to one with nobody on and two outs in the bottom of the third inning. Brian De La Cruz followed. He reached on an error by the shortstop Alcides Escobar. It was a two-base error, E6, one on, two out, 3-1, to one, bottom three. Jesus Sanchez's turn at the plate. Here's 2-2, and this ball is drilled out toward right center. 
It is going to be up, up, and away. A two-run home run for Jesus Sanchez, number 13. Kelly, your favorite number. <laughs> and the Marlins home run by Sanchez ties this game at three. Well, how quickly things can change in this ball game. 3-3 three, three after three. It would remain 3-3 three, three until the top of the fifth inning. Jesus Lazardo was still out there for the Miami Marlins. He walked Juan Soto. He allowed a double to Josh Bell. Don Mattingly had seen enough. He brought Zach Pop into the ball game, who induced a shallow fall fly ball to right field off the bat of Ryan Zimmerman. Soto and Bell were at second and third with one out in the fifth for Kbert Ruiz once again. Here's the 1-0 pitch coming up to Ruiz. And Ruiz pulls it over the bag at first, down the line. That'll do the damage. Home to score is Soto. Behind him is Bell. It is a two-run single for Ruiz, who has now knocked in four runs in this game. And it's a 4-3 lead for the Nationals. A two-run single for Kbert Ruiz. Carter Keyboom followed. He was hit by a pitch. That brought Luis Garcia to bat for the Nationals. Garcia's a lefty hitter. He's grounded back to the mound and lined out to center, and he hits one the other way over the bag at third down the left field line. That's going to score Ruiz, and sliding in safely at third base on the double by Garcia is Keyboom. And the Nationals tack on another run. It's a three-run inning at a 6-3 lead. And all of a sudden, the Nationals were doubling up the Marlins halfway through this ball game tonight. But the Marlins started to chip away once again. Nobody on, two outs, bottom five. Here came Jazz Chisholm once again. Comes a 3-2. Wow. He got into one again. Lifts it high into the air. Right center, back deep. It is up, up, and away. Second home run of the game for Jazz. And it's a 6-4 game. It was the fourth time this season that a Marlin has hit a home run in consecutive at-bats. Most recently, last Tuesday, Lewin Diaz did it against these Washington Nationals at Nationals Park. It was 6-4 through 6. We move along to the top of the seventh inning of this ball game tonight. Zach Thompson came on for the Miami Marlins. He struck out Ruiz. He walked Keyboom. Luis Garcia singled, and let's see here. Yadiel Hernandez had a high fly ball to center field. It was corralled by Brian De La Cruz. There were two outs and uh, two men on at the top of the seventh inning, and Lane Thomas was batting. There's a ball that gets by Sandy Leon, and racing home from third is Keyboom. He's going to score. Ball took a... Fortuitous carom off the backstop, and I thought that Sandy would have a play, but Keyboom got such a good jump on that ball that he scores the run. It's number seven for the Washington Nationals, and they lead seven to four. Well, wild pitches were prevalent in this ball game tonight, and it would ultimately prove to be the deciding factor. Seven for Washington after six and a half, bottom of the seventh inning. Patrick Murphy came on for the Washington Nationals. The pinch hitter Nick Fortes singled. Eddie Alvarez doubled. 
The Marlins were threatening in the seventh. Two men on, two in scoring position, nobody out. Miguel Rojas was pinch hitting. Two left side infielders play back. Here's the pitch. And here's a ground ball. It is hit to the shortstop. Escobar throws to first base for the out. Miguel retired. He picks up an RBI. Fortes scores from third base. It's a 7-5 game. And that would effectively end the night for Patrick Murphy. Davey Martinez brought Austin Voth into the ball game and his first crack at things on the mound. And uh, the first man he had to face was Jazz Chisholm. Both gets himself ready. And the pitch. The 1-1, and it is hit high into the air. He got under this. Lifted it up for Josh Bell. And there's the catch. Here comes a runner tagging. And coming on to score the run. On a sack fly by Jazz Chisholm, his third RBI of this game. 7-6 game. So the Marlins played it a couple in the bottom of the seventh inning. There was not three outs in the inning. There was just two outs. But at that point, there was nobody on base. So you're thinking, uh, well, all right, let's get a couple here and let's see if we can tally across a couple late and win this sucker in regulation. However, following the sacrifice fly by Jazz Chisholm, Brian De La Cruz walked. Jesus Sanchez followed with a single. The Marlins, threatening once again, had runners on the corners with two outs, and Lewis Brinson was the batter. Brinson hitting 226. Here's the 0-1, and here's a ground ball. Shortstop to his left, can't get it. Slowed it down, but he couldn't get it. The tying run scores from third. Headed over to third base is Sanchez. He's in there safely. A sharp ground ball sending the shortstop Escobar to his left. It was off his glove, continued out into left center, and the Marlins tie this one up at six. Yeah, well, in some way, shape, or form, we got ourselves a tie ball game 7-7 after seven just to quickly recap the Nationals got two in the first one in the second three in the fifth one in the seventh the Marlins struck for three in the third one in the fifth and three in the seventh so 7-7 after seven the wildness and craziness was far from over although both sides would go scoreless in the eighth in the ninth inning so for the second consecutive ball game here at Lone Depot Park we were headed to extra innings Top of the 10th inning, Dylan Floro on for the Marlins. Floro inherited the ghost runner, Luis Garcia, at second base. The first man that he faced was Lane Thomas, who hit a high fly ball deep down the right field line. I have no idea on earth what Luis Garcia was doing. The ball hit off the base of the wall. He thought, I guess, Jesus Sanchez was going to catch it, and he was going to tag no second to third. Sanchez didn't make a play. The ball bounced off the wall. I don't know, probably rolled 30 feet away from him. The Marlins caught a break of a lifetime. Garcia only advanced 90 feet. So the Nationals had second and third with nobody out. They got Alcides Escobar to bounce out the shortstop. That brought Juan Soto to the plate, and Don Mattingly said, uh-uh, buddy, you're going to first. They intentionally walked Juan Soto. The bases were loaded with one out in the top of the 10th inning for Josh Bell on a 3-2 pitch. He hit a chopper towards first. The shorthanded Lewin Diaz came up firing to the plate. They cut down Luis Garcia at home. And then Nick Fortes on the relay throw to first. It was up the line a little bit, and how about this? The umpires immediately said interference on the batter Josh Bell. 
He was outside of that 45-foot box running up the first baseline. It's a hairy rule, but to the discrepancy of the umpires, they said Bell interfered with the play. Double play went 3-2-3, inning over. The Nationals' dugout was piping hot. Davey Martinez, with one leg, got thrown out of the ball game. They got him a pair of crutches. He had to make his way back to the clubhouse. Uh, the Nationals players, Ryan Zimmerman, I mean, everybody was out there yelling at the umpires. They probably could have thrown out five guys if they wanted to. I understand the frustration, but the rule's the rule, and the umpires did not hesitate. They said that is interference. The inning is over. Bottom of the 10th inning, Sam Clay, the lefty, came on for the Washington Nationals. Jazz Chisholm was the ghost runner at second base. He stole third. The Marlins then had Jesus Sanchez at the plate. He was walked, intentionally walked. There were runners on the corners with nobody out. In the bottom of the 10th inning, Lewis Brinson had an opportunity to be a hero. First and third for the Marlins. Nobody out. And 2-0 to Brinson. And the ball bounces away from the catcher on the next pitch. And Jazz comes streaking home from third base, and the Marlins win the game. Well, that would do it. It was rather anticlimactic, but uh, you know what? When you hang around for three hours and 55 minutes and you trail on multiple occasions, you might as well find a way to win the sucker. And the Marlins did that. They beat the Washington Nationals 8-7 to inside Lone Depot Park tonight. Seven runs, 12 hits, three errors for the Washington Nationals. They uh, had two wild pitches. Check that. One wild pitch. Each side had one wild pitch. Each one, in its own right at the time, proved to be very costly. Obviously, the one by Clay there in the bottom of the 10th inning ended this ballgame. But uh, seven runs, 12 hits, three errors for Washington. Eight runs, eight hits, no errors for the Miami Marlins, who improved to 64-86. and 86. The Nationals fall back to 61-89. and 89. Dylan Floro beat Sam Clay. Floro now 6-6 six and six with a 3.05 ERA. Sam Clay still winless this season. No wins, five losses now in a 5.60 earned run average. The box score was littered tonight. Jazz Chisholm goes 2-for-4 with three runs scored and three RBIs. He also kicks in a stolen base to boot his 22nd of the season. He hits his 16th and 17th home runs of the year. Jesus Sanchez goes two for four. He, too, blasted a two-run home run. It was his 13th home run of the season. Lewis Brinson had a hit, so too did Lewin Diaz, along with Nick Fortes and Eddie Alvarez, who had a big double. Jesus Lazardo, four innings, six hits, five runs, five earned, four walks, and two strikeouts. Zach Pop, one earned run in two innings of work. Zach Thompson allowed an earned run in an inning of work. Two-thirds of scoreless baseball for Richard Blyer. An inning and a third of uh, shutout baseball for Anthony Bender. And Dylan Floro somehow escaped all sorts of trouble there in the top of the 10th inning. The Nationals were in a ripe opportunity to blow this ball game open. And uh, that double play interference on Josh Bell wiped that 10th inning right out. And the Marlins win it in the bottom of the 10th inning. Alcides Escobar had three hits. He went three for six for the Nationals. Lane Thomas with two hits. Kbert Ruiz with three hits and four RBIs. Luis Garcia, the young left-handed hitting second baseman for the Nationals, went two for five at the plate. This was a wild ball game. Wild, wild, wild at Lone Depot Park tonight. We uh, started at 642. We ended at 1037. 
That totals up a total game time of three hours and 55 minutes in front of 5,383 at Lone Depot Park tonight. It's a wild and crazy 8-7 walk-off win for the Marlins. The second time this season that the Marlins have produced back-to-back walk-off victories. Here's Marlins manager Don Mattingly afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Donnie, is that the craziest ending from the top of the 10th to the bottom of the 10th? Is that the craziest ending uh, to a game you've seen in a while? Yeah, I'd say in a while. There may, may have been one crazier, but I'm old enough that I probably don't remember it. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot going on there in the last inning. What did you think of uh, just – you know, the heads-up base running by Jazz to, to seal that base and then, of course, to take home on uh, the wild pitch. Yeah, obviously, you know, we kind of, you know, in that situation, when we doubled Dela out, we knew we'd get Jazz at second. And and with, like, you know you got a chance to steal that bag. Um, so, you know, once they, once they get Lou up there, then the guy's got to throw around Lou. Makes it a little, it's a lot more difficult to throw them with the lefty out there. So um, we did let him know that if, if he had, you know, he had a shot, then he had to be pretty sure with nobody out there. Jordan. Hey, Donnie, is Jazz's hand okay, hand finger? I'm not sure what it was when he stole third. It looked like he was in some pain there. Yeah, I think he got spiked a little bit there. So we'll see. He kept broke the skin, but I'm not sure. Um, just asked me if he could run. He said, yeah, so uh, they'll look at him now. And then your perspective on the double play at the top of the 10th, the runner, runner going the first, just your perspective on how that unfolded and just your reaction went and you got the play? On the field, it's hard to tell because I'm kind of watching the throw at home and then looking back and you're just kind of looking, to, kind of looking for that result. Uh, I did get a chance to watch it on the replay. I mean, to me, it didn't look like there's a lot went on there. So, I mean, I'm going to stay out of that, but it looked – I mean, I don't know if you can do more wrong as a runner. He was way in the grass. I guess the only argument would be that that last step, you know, that's what the one we were talking about yesterday – I think it was yesterday with Adrian, um, Adrian Johnson. He's talking about that last step. You know, the guy can come back into the field because he has to get to the base. But I mean, looking at the replay, he was a couple feet inside the line, looking back and almost like trying to make that happen. So that was my perspective when I watched on replay. Now, that may not have been what, what was going on. but So I, that's what I see. Yeah, Donnie, uh, Jesus with uh, Homer, he has that uh... – Interesting catch in the outfield, just another interesting night for him. Yeah, obviously the home run was big. Um, you know, we got behind there. Things weren't going that great early, but we just kind of hung there. You know, Jazz gets us one. Jesus gets us two. Uh, they jump back out. Um, you know, then, you know, Jazz gets us another one there. So, I mean, it was an interesting game from the standpoint of, the, you know, kind of getting behind, getting back in it. And finally, you know, we caught back up there at the end and, and got a shot. So, yeah, Jesus was good. The, that catch reminded me of Kevin Mitchell. Uh, I think it was in San Fran, uh, the play made. But, um, yeah, Jesus makes it interesting.
And I had asked uh, pregame just about those lefty bats, but just, I guess, in general, too, the ability, if you're able to hit home runs, to, you know, rally like you guys were able to tonight. Yeah, I think you've seen, like, what left, you know, you don't just say lefty power, but I guess just power in general. But to me, you got to have lefty power in your lineup. Um, but the games we've been able to win, we've won by getting, you know, it seems like some of them getting back into games with those homers. Jesus in, in, in D.C., Laywin in D.C., uh, Jazz in, in Jesus tonight. I mean, putting runs on the board quick is really you have to be able to do it. Uh, you, you know, you always talk about playing good baseball and moving runners and being able to get those those tack-on runs and things like that. But in general, you're going to have to put some runs on the board to win games. And you're going to need some power. And, and in today's game, it seems like you've got to be able to do it quick sometimes to, to be effective. Daniel? Yeah, Don, on, on the offense, uh, staying on, on that topic with – you know, just on, on their ability to to come back twice after being down by by three first at the beginning of the game and then in the in the fifth inning and uh, just in general, what you saw from them? No, I just kept playing. You know, I think you're watching two teams that basically the same type of games right now. You know that that are you know in the same position um, have lost a lot of games, um, but are you know you know, still playing hard. And those guys are playing hard over there. Obviously, the way they they argue and fight at the end of the game, they don't, you know, guys are fighting. So um, it's good to see our guys continue to play and, and, and see what they're doing. Jordan, you have another one? Yeah, hey, Donnie. Uh, we've been talking about Laywin and what he's been doing at the plate, but what's been your thoughts on his defense? I mean, he's made the – some pretty good plays over these last few these last few games here. He's made a ton of good plays and little plays you don't recognize. Um, just being able to cut across the field and take that cut that lead run off. He does it a lot. And you know, with the way defense is played today, if you don't have a guy that can really play over there, they really hurt your defense. And because you shift so much and you got the first baseman so far off the bag. Uh, to have a guy like that that can cover some ground and do some things is really nice. So he's made some really nice plays. And some of them, I don't know if you guys noticed, but those ones he cuts off and gets that lead, keeps that sc- that runner out of scoring position, those are those are big plays uh, in the course of a game to keep a game right there. Or keep Maybe you're down a couple runs, but keeps that guy off second, takes pressure off your pitcher. Um, so he's made some really nice plays over there. And then just thoughts on Jesus Lazardo tonight? Yeah, I mean, Jesus, you know, I've talked about all these guys. You talk about him and Edouard, you know, you're just wanting to see him get out there and just experience as much as they possibly can. And you see, you don't see near the, like, the, like for me, the misses are still small. Uh, still, like, it seems like it gets going fast. Um, sometimes our pitch selection, we're not, crazy about but you know all this is going to be learning experience for him and so what some some innings look good and then it gets away from him and then you so um, I, don't, I don't know how to characterize it they've all been kind of similar it seems like you see good stuff and then you see some walks and um, 
So the biggest key is going to be what he gets from this, you know, moving into next year. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the ball club's 8-7 win over the Nationals last night. Miami now 64-86. The Nationals are 61-89. and Game 2 comes your way at 6-40 tonight from Lone Depot Park. A pair of Rodgers on the mound. Trevor Rodgers for Miami. Josh Rodgers for the Nationals. This is a rematch of last week up in D.C. We're on the air at 6-10 with the Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.